Details of my life are quite inconsequential. Read my lips. If you have sex, your penis will fall off and land in another dimension populated entirely by dogs who will eat it. Well, that's something I'd like to avoid. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. I'm a paladin with 18 charisma and 97 hit points. I can use my Helm of Disintegration and do 1d4 damage as my half-elf mage wields his plus-five Holy Avenger. And as president, I'm going to make it impossible for congressmen or lobbyists to slip pork barrel projects or corporate welfare into laws when no one's looking. Because when I'm president, meetings where laws are written will be more open to the public, no more secrecy. That's a commitment I make to you as president. It is my opinion, he is a danger to himself and others, and is in need of treatment. Finally, a guy in broadcasting that represents the very average side of us all. The following broadcast is in the hands of a college-educated, barely-employed guy that does a podcast for an audience of fewer people than Paris Hilton has brain cells. It's hard to imagine that he's perpetually single. Now, from the middle of desert Urbania... This is Michael Graff in Exile. Ah, yes. The agonizing pain in which I live every day. It's just another excursion into Michael Graff in Exile. It is Wednesday... I don't even, the days, they run together. May 26th, 2010, and it's it's hot, so yeah, the air conditioner is cranked way up. I'm trying to I'm trying to cool it off in here as much as possible. The damn global warming is, is just making that hard to, hard to achieve. Anyway, thank you so much for checking us out. Mike at KMGX.com, our email address. It is Mike at KMGX.com. Michael Groff Show, AOL Instant Messenger. For uh, all of your uh, messaging needs, you want to send us a message, I will eventually respond to it. I do respond to all emails, all messages, including the death threats, so you, know, you can always send those in. Anyway, uh, let's see. We're also at michaelgroff.com, and uh, over there, you know, there's a rumor going around that you could even donate to this program using our uh, PayPal address. Again, mike at kmgx.com. Just, I'm just throwing it out there. This has become the the regular intro now, where I just I pitch for donations. Some people do donate, and it is greatly appreciated. Trust me. All right. Well, we have a very busy show to get to, but before I go any further, I must I must make it well known that we uh, joining me. Well, I, I can't. I'm not going to lie and say joining me in studio because you know that would be like, uh, well, that'd be the fabricated bad radio that a lot of morning shows do now in the era of cheap radio, where most most morning shows are are ISDN over like uh, like each host is in a different state. I'm not going to do that. I will tell you that we need a we need like a, a sponsored name for the uh, for the connection that we. Uh, bring this to you but anyway james is uh here hi hello 
Yeah, he's uh, he's joining me. See, we need like a sponsor for this. Joining us on the joining us on the on the whatever. We need like some on the Toyota. I don't know. Everybody, that Subway is big. Toyota, well, Toyota right now they could really use all the help they could get. BP. I like Subway. <laughs> we could get BP to sponsor this. They they could really use a little image makeover right about now. Uh, how about this? Sponsored by Viv Media. Oh, there you go. Anyway, so we were just talking before the show. Apparently, uh, the global warming is hit up there. It's uh, where you are. It's like 90 degrees or something. Yeah, it, it's not just that. It's the humidity. I mean, oh, God, man. Yeah, the the weather's been all over the place here. The other day um, on on Monday we had a high. When Sunday and Monday we had a high of about seventy eight. They actually they had a um, the Diamondbacks played at Chase Field uh, over the weekend, and on Sunday they had the roof open at Chase Field. And and in late May it was like May twenty third. So May twenty third to have the roof open for a day game at Chase Field is, I would I would dare call that phenomenal, if you could manage Archer. that. Yeah. Yeah, it was like seven. It was seventy-four at uh, the first pitch at game time at, at you know one o'clock on Sunday. I actually wish I was at that game. Well, actually, I don't because the Diamondbacks got absolutely destroyed. But I still wish. I mean, it would have been a a, a festive atmosphere. Besides, there were so many home runs hit. I could have gone out there and I would almost have been guaranteed the Blue Jays hit so many home runs on Sunday. I would have been guaranteed to catch one if I was out in the bleachers. My God. All right, so uh, it's hot, and and that's really all that matters, I guess. Well, what do you expect? It's late spring. This is what happens. It's called weather. So what's going on with you? Uh, pudding and doodling. You're doodling. Uh, well, I was right before the show. I gotta focus at least a little bit on this. That is, that's that's commentary of the of the highest regard right there. Doodling during the show, I doodle too. If any if anybody's wondering, I actually just sit here and draw while I'm while I'm talking as well. So, if that's why the quality of the show, sometimes I just get distracted by my own uh, by not only my own voice because I hear my voice and fall in love, but also my my drawing, my artistic talent is so revolutionary that. Uh, I don't have ADD. I just oh look a bunny rabbit. Yeah. Anyway, so a busy show. We got to check the uh, pop chart. We're gonna do that later on in the program, and uh, we have a, a million stories, a lot of sound bites. Um, we get to uh, oh, it's our daily rip into Cleveland sports. We're gonna do that today. <laughs> How do people even live in Cleveland? I. I'm not. Uh, I don't. I- I'll tell you how they live in Cleveland. And Michael Moore's movie taught me that they're not Detroit. <laughs> well, that's it's probably accurate. So we'll we'll have a little bit of that and a whole lot more. But of course, before we go anywhere else, you know, there's lots of news, lots of stuff that makes headlines every day. There's what CNN thinks is news, Fox News, what they believe to be the news, what the AP what? or MSNBC thinks is news. Yeah, well, guess what? They don't matter. The only person that matters, the only gatekeeper of the news that matters is me. This is what I think is news. People are idiots. Everyone has their own definition of what's newsworthy. 
The feeling most people get when they hear a Barack Obama speech, my, I felt this thrill going up my leg. I mean, well, I don't have that too often. I guess some people shouldn't be gatekeepers of the news. <laughs> but lucky for you, the decisions are now in the capable hands of this guy. Wow! It's time now for Michael Groff's seven most salient, salacious, and stimulating storylines of the day. All right, I just turned down the AC to subarctic. That should be enough to to stop the sweating temporarily. Put a little bit of dry ice on your forehead. Maybe that'll help. Yeah, well, can't guarantee it. Though. Well, it'll help take the skin off anyway. <laughs> Number seven. All right, the NBA playoffs, Game Four of the Western Conference Finals last night. <clears throat> Phoenix Suns 115, LA Lakers 106. Take that, sanctimonious sports writer! You know, uh, it's just another jab in the face for the sanctimonious sports media out there. Those folks on ESPN and Fox Sports Radio and everybody that kept telling us how, oh, the Suns are just going to get swept right out of the playoffs. They're just going to be completely destroyed, completely demolished. Yeah, um, how about that? Now the series is tied two games apiece. And the mighty Kobe Bryant, well, he did score 36 points. Um, the Suns uh, the Suns played a zone defense. And while the Lakers continue to make fun of the Suns for playing the zone defense, and everybody in the sanctimonious, uh, self-aggrandizing, self-righteous sports media continues to make fun of the Phoenix Suns for playing the zone defense, guess what? It's working against everybody's darling, the L.A. Lakers, and the series is tied at two. And, of course, the jackasses such as Colin Cowherd, who continue to tell you that the Los Angeles Lakers are just the greatest teams in sliced bread. Well, uh, uh, so much for that, huh? Hey, look, the Lakers may still win the series, but guess what? How about, how about actually giving the Phoenix Suns and Alvin Gentry just a little bit of credit? The L.A. bias is just, it's, it's, it's killing me, all right? It's just killing me. They're here to kick ass and play basketball, and they're all out of basketball. Right. Number six. All right, the NFL has announced that the Super Bowl in 2014 is going to New York City. Yeah. That's that was that was exactly my reaction. As soon as I heard that, I, I immediately I thought blah 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 blah. I'm I I'm sorry, but. Yeah, exactly. That is what I thought as soon as I heard that announcement. Has anyone uh, looked at the average temperature, the average weather conditions in... It's actually being played in New Jersey, technically, at the new Meadowlands Stadium. Uh, The Jets and Giants will be playing in a brand new stadium. And I know the NFL wants to showcase it on the big grand stage of the Super Bowl in 2014, but... Just so you guys know, in early February, the average high temperature, 42 degrees, not exactly conducive to football. And, you know, there's always the chance of those blizzards that hit the East Coast. A nor'easter, perhaps. I'm just saying that February might not exactly be the best weather to play the Super Bowl. I mean, I know it's going to be great for the NFL, but it's not a good fan experience. Well, to be fair, I always found football, you know, a more enticing experience when it was snowing. Well, what? Yes, for for people, for me, I'll be listen. I'm gonna be in Phoenix in in all likelihood, so I'll be watching on my couch. 
So I don't care if it's 21 degrees below zero and you've got seven feet of snow on the ground. Play the damn game. Yeah. But for the fans that are there and for the experience of being there uh, and for the media that has to go there and cover the game, uh, maybe just one of the worst ideas I've ever heard of. In other words, a good a good idea for New York, a bad idea for the fans. And uh, last I checked, the fans kind of mattered. Yeah, who cares about those fan people, right? Yeah, you know what? Screw them. Again, I'll be on my couch, so I don't care. Number five. We have a milestone set. Ladies and gentlemen, a big milestone has been reached. We should have the drum roll because this is... Um, Oh, hang on. I can do it. Here we go. Here, this, this is huge. All right. Huge, huge, huge. Ladies and gentlemen, the national debt has hit $13 trillion. Oh, boy. Lucky, lucky 13. Oh, my. Yeah, we've hit, we've uh, rolled over past the 13 trillion trillion dollar mark <clears throat> that actually i believe that occurred that yesterday shattering sound effect what's that the glass shattering effect yeah that, that probably would have been uh equally as appropriate there you go but anyway it's a big milestone and barack obama should be very proud very proud but hey, he's going to have our deficit cut in half by the end of his term. I don't know. He's actually almost tripled it in the first uh, year and a half. I don't know how he's going to cut it in half now. Number four. <laughs> I don't know. I'm no math major, but I, I think it would take a... <laughs> I think it would take a hell of a lot of work. Anyway, um, Barack Obama did throw, uh, throw us a bone down here in Arizona after uh, SB 1070, and we, we wanted the federal government to do something, so Barack Obama has said, I'm doing something. He's <laughs> sending 1,200 National Guard troops to the border. Right. I believe 1,200 troops are being sent to the border. It's a 2,000-mile border uh, that the United States shares with Mexico, and uh, 1,200 troops are going to cover that. Wow. Uh, let's see. So uh, less one one uh, every about one and a one and a not quite one and a half about one and a third miles. That's good. They have supervision, all of them, I'm sure. Well, and I mean, we'll it's a, maybe we'll break down why it's a complete joke later on in the program. But let's just say that even when Bush did it, I, I was against it when Bush sent National Guard troops to the border. It, it's a joke. You'll, I'll tell you why. Uh, in more detail coming up in just a few minutes, but just understand that it's it's obviously an election year, not for Barack, but for uh, for 435 House seats and for many in the Senate. All in so. favor of all sending all 435 out, say aye. 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 Number three. 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 And on a related note, to piggyback off of number four, 50,000, that's the number of, uh, that's the number that are supposedly going to be marching in the city of Phoenix uh, over Memorial Day weekend to boycott Arizona. So by, so what they, they want to do, they want to show that they're against SB 1070. They're against Arizona's crackdown on illegal immigration by marching through the streets, but Aren't they going to get thirsty? I mean, aren't they going to get hungry? Uh, I hope they brought a lot of lunches and a lot of bottles of water from other states. Sure hope they don't spend any money here because that would be 
Well, that'd just be against their boycott, wouldn't it? Makes sense. Number two. Two. And what I would deem the biggest slap in the face. This knee in the groin. Well, this this is yeah, this isn't even a slap in the face. This is a slap in the face, a knee in the groin, and a I don't know, a, a an iron stick right up the rectum. Ow. So uh, they've announced that at Ground Zero in New York, the site of the worst terror attack in history. They're going to be building a mosque right there. Yes, the religion of peace will have its its own mosque. The, the same religion of peace that brought down the towers will now get their own building erected right there. Very peacefully they brought it down. You think extreme peace. Yes. They left it in pieces. And yeah. um, uh, talk about just, uh, and again, we're going to get into this, but you want to talk about horrendous, and uh, you can bet the victims of the Here's the families. Here's a little teaser for you, a little sample size. It, it's built 600 feet away from Ground Zero. Yeah. Nice little teaser right there. Yeah, a whole 600 feet away. That's great. Uh, and uh, you know the families of the victims of uh, the terror attack on 9/11. Uh, here's a shock. They're not happy about it. Wow, really? Yeah. Number one. Number one. All right, BP says they're going to be pumping mud down toward the uh, this this well that is uh, just leaking oil like a sieve in the in the Gulf, and uh, they are gonna they're gonna do something about it. They have a plan. Um, well, gee, I, I sure hope so because. Right now, uh, if that doesn't work, we'll, we'll, again, this is something we're going to get into more uh, in depth, but if this doesn't work, what's going to have to happen is they have a, their, their alternative plan. I mean, we're already on about plan F or G now on their list. If this doesn't work... Um, Try plan A3. Yeah, they're, they're going to have to uh, dig uh, alternate holes all throughout the Gulf and relieve pressure on this well. Anyway, uh, this is a big disaster, and the president finally is getting some criticism over this. The president is finally receiving some criticism for his lack of response to this issue. And, and it's not just coming from conservatives. It's coming from people in his own party. It's coming from some of the biggest sycophants in the media and some of the biggest... Well, I would say some very big names in the Democratic Party, including we got some audio from James Carville, formerly in the Clinton administration. Even he, he, well, he lives down in New Orleans. He's in the belly of the beast, as it were. He lives down in New Orleans, and he is, he's shocked. He actually can't well, even believe that this is Once again, going. I uh, quote my teacher, this is basically the 9-11 of natural disasters. It really is. And it's, it's getting worse, not better, by the day. And it could potentially... I, I've, I've said on the show, maybe I'm being an alarmist, maybe I'm being just way overreacting, but I still say it has extremely long-lasting effects, potentially permanent, permanent damage to the ecological system of the Gulf of Mexico. Or as Janet Napolitano called it, the ocean. <laughs> 
And she she didn't know the difference between a golf and an ocean. I mean, what's the difference, really, right? Anyway, that's yeah. just some of the stuff that's on my radar. Who needs billion-dollar cable news when you've got Michael Graff? I mean, really, she's the head of Homeland Security. She doesn't need to know these important really, geographical things. Really, is all water connected to the ocean? Well, I, I mean, mean, yeah, uh, it's all connected. I mean, isn't it just all one big ocean? Really? That's what I put on my geography test. And, you know, the teacher didn't quite buy it. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't, uh, <laughs> wasn't gonna, that wasn't going to work for some reason. I, I, <laughs> I couldn't understand why. Oh, well. All right, um, so that's some of the stuff that we need to get into. Also on the show, we've got the Michael Graff Show Stupid News File, including the most dangerous or the, the, well, I guess we will call it the most dangerous drink in America. And no, it's it's not when I take you out on a date and I slip a roofie in your, <laughs> your, your drink. <laughs> Uh, Mike, you're not, not helping your bachelor net. Yeah, it's not it's not one of my roofie coladas. No, it's it's not one of those kind of drinks. Actually, no, it's um, it's a drink that's actually sold legitimately, and uh, we'll we'll tell you about that. Vodka. Um, huh? Eh, never mind. I was making a Breakfast Club reference. Oh, there you go. Um, no, it's it's not anything. Uh, it's not even alcoholic, actually. What, wait, is it water? I think I saw that story no, earlier. It's not even water. Although, in some cities, that is the most dangerous drink. <laughs> I know uh, for a while in Phoenix, we had a little problem. <laughs> we had a little problem with the water uh, here in Phoenix. We had, we had a... Okay, look, we... We had a minor issue. We had a minor issue with what was going on there. But we, we took care of it. I think we're, we're fine now. We got most of the lead out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, if you can hold a if you can hold a magnet up to the water and, <laughs> and it stays, that's might be a bad sign. All right. All of that and a whole lot more is uh, is coming up on the program. Uh, you know what? <laughs> that I'm just I'm looking at this. The, the, this is it's called the worst beverage in America. Here, I'll just tell you this right now. Um, this is, it's sold from Tim Hortons. I don't know how many of you know what Tim Hortons is. We don't have it here in, uh, in the Southwest, but, uh, it's, uh, it's a Canadian. Yeah, I know it's, I, I I'm, almost shouldn't even talk about it. Why bother? It's Canadian, right? But they actually do have, uh, Tim yeah, Hortons. Yeah, who cares about the, them Canadians? Yeah, we, they do have Tim Hortons though in, uh, in some, uh, Northern states. Like I know in Michigan they have them. We um, might have it. I'm not sure. I think I've heard of it. But um, it's also sold at, in Cold Stone Creamery, and it's a yeah, new... Yeah, I definitely heard so, of it. So, yeah, it's, it's sold at Tim Hortons, uh, and it's at the Cold Stone Creamery. It's, right. uh, this is a, um, it's a new ice cream shake, all right? And it's got 2,010 calories and 68 grams of saturated fat. Oh, yeah, I've heard of this. Oh, my God. What it's I on the list of the 20 worst... According to Men's Health magazines. Well, I actually, um, I once saw like a infomercial. You know, it was like late at night. I had nothing better to watch. Yeah. There was this uh, cheesecake. It was like a small slice. You wouldn't believe it, it was so small. It's um, 
Imagine like two or three of those like little cupcake candles put together. Yeah, that's about the size of the cheesecake. It was about two thousand calories. Wow, I've had that's I've so had cheesecake good. like that. I remember uh, last year I, I had something like from the Cheesecake Factory that was like that. Oh God, loved it though. God, that was yeah, so good. Yeah, I've only had stuff from that place once. I, it was this little itty bitty slice. I only had like a bite a day. It was so good. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, you, you pay for it, dude. It's like $8, but man, it, yeah. it'll fill you right up. The ice cream company's peanut butter and chocolate milkshake packs the equivalent of 68 strips of bacon in saturated fat. <laughs> yeah, I, I read this like three or four times in the Yahoo News whenever they were like comparing drinks and stuff. Let's see. The giant-sized drink isn't sold in Canada, but Tim Hortons does have a, a similar version that's about 1,690 calories. Oh, my God. Quote, milkshakes. Milkshakes are an indulgent treat. This is according to uh, Tim Hortons spokesman David Morelli, who says, quote, we offer lots of healthier options, too including a fruit smoothie. Um, so, you know. That, that borderline on, like, a heart attack in a cup. Yeah. Cold Stone is a premium ice cream that uses dairy products that come from Canada, he said. Our customers have fallen in love with it. Yeah, Cold Stone is one of the most expensive. It, it is, it's actually, it's by far, it is, it is the most expensive um, ice cream I've, I think I've ever eaten. We, there's a Cold Stone not very far from my house, and I remember I went there once. And uh, it was it was something in the neighborhood of... I can't remember. I, I got like... I didn't even get a, a giant thing from there. It was like six or seven bucks. It was... And I thought Dairy Queen was expensive. It, it Cold Stone Creamery, is uh, that's the place where they have like the all the toppings and stuff, and they toss it together with those two spatulas. Right? Now, yeah, and and they and like if you tip enough, they they do various. They have a tip jar out, of course, because everybody has a tip jar out now. And yeah, uh, yeah, I I've been there a couple of times. It it's a um, damn good place, damn good place. Yeah, they do this singing and stuff. If you if you throw like a dollar in there, and uh, it's it's kind of weird. On the yeah. plus side, though, a sixteen ounce peanut butter and chocolate shake delivers sixty percent of a person's daily requirement of vitamin A, eighty percent of the daily dose of calcium, fifteen percent of iron, and eight percent of fiber. So, see, you could actually argue that this is healthy. <laughs> so, so if you're gonna like, you know, just nurse it throughout the entire day, you know, just just like give it a little nursing, and it, it could be, you know, you're entire meal from day or whatever right of course it does have nearly three times the amount of saturated fat you should eat in one day well <laughs> we want to give our customers options so they can decide the kind of food they want to eat and where oh my god of course uh, pretty soon the government will step in and you know mandate that you can't sell it to anybody that looks fat <laughs> oh god well i mean you know that's going to happen sooner or later I think they're trying to do population control right there. Mike at KMGX.com is the email address. It's Mike oh. at KMGX.com. It's also the PayPal address. Send money. 
AOL Instant Messenger, Michael Groff Show, the screen name. It's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-R-O-F-F Show on AOL Instant Messenger. So if you want to uh, send us a message anytime, anywhere. I- I'll tell you what. I- I'll make a deal with these people. Hmm. If, you do na- if you donate $20 or more, I will draw something for you. Yeah, look at that. It- I am quite the artiste. There you draw go. Anything you want. Anything you want. $20 donation. I'm making that deal right now. Nice. I'll draw anything. He if could. He'll, he'll. Barack Obama throwing an airplane at the sun. I will do it. <laughs> it just most random thing out the top of my head that I could think of. Well, all right. Why not? See, that's motivation right there. There you go. You, you gotta customize a little. Absolutely. And coming up, a great story about marijuana. You know, people that grow their own marijuana and then get caught, those are always the best people to do stories about. Because all you need is a bag of weed to keep us worry free. Yeah. All right, we'll be back. It's uh, Michael Graff in exile on a Wednesday. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, everybody. We'll be back. You know, I wish that I had Jesse's girl. I wish that I had Jesse's girl. Where can I find a woman like that? I'll play along with the charade. There doesn't seem to be a reason to change. You know, I feel so dirty when they start talking cute. I want to tell her that I love them. The point is probably moving. Segment number two, it's Michael Groff in exile on a Wednesday. A very long break, but, you know, it's always about the conversation, isn't it? Not that you would know or care, for that matter. (laughs) All right. um, Mike at KMGX.com, the email address. It's Mike at KMGX.com, AOL Instant Messenger. Michael Graff Show, the screen name, EFNet, IRC, Net Radio, the channel, and of course, all of our relevant information to this here program. It's up and available at the one, the only, michaelgraff.com. Yes, acoustic bumpers. There's a room where the light won't find you. Everybody loves acoustic bumpers. I know I do. And if you don't, if you don't, then you're just, you're Nazi. See, see, they're catchy like the pop chart, but they don't make your ears bleed. Well, that's <laughs> that's one advantage, right? That's that's one way. That's one way of looking at them, indeed. See? Oh, All right, now the oil spill in the Gulf. This this story is um, this story has gotten insane 
And uh, BP is trying. Uh, this is their their next move today. Is they're going to try and uh, and plug this thing up. They're gonna. Um, President Barack Obama is really losing his temper about this. Apparently, the other day, uh, he he's trying to get answers and he's feeling the heat from the American people because his approval rating is sagging as a result of this. Uh, the American people do not believe that he has offered up a, uh, a reasonable response time to this, and they don't feel that he's offering any kind of uh, real uh, answers. And the people are starting to want answers now that uh, the oil is washing up on shore. So the other day, supposedly, he had a little bit of a meltdown, and he slammed his fist down on the desk and said, just plug the damn hole. Which, uh, well, luckily, in the Bill Clinton administration, he found a way to do just that. But, you know, that's another story. But um, boom. Anyway, um, <laughs> isn't that what he should have done like, uh, you know, 25 days ago or however long ago? That well, was? yeah, I mean, there was there there is that issue. There is that I issue. Mean, how, how hard is it to do that? You're the president. All you have to do is, uh, you know, say plug the damn hole, as you said. <laughs> well, I mean, it is it is hard because BP, their plan right now, they're going to they're trying to uh, put some mud. First, they're going to start by putting mud down into this uh, this oil well where just oil is just gushing out. Thousands and thousands and thousands of gallons are just gushing out every hour into the Gulf. And so they're going to try and, uh, and, and put some mud down in there, and then after that they, they fill it up with cement. Now, they're not sure if this is going to work. This is highly experimental, to say the least. If this plan of theirs doesn't work, uh, then the next option is, um, is not a pretty one at all. And it's going to take some... 90 days or so to even pull it off and that is to drill what are called relief wells which are set up to relieve the pressure around uh, the initial well and then they'll just start pumping oil regularly out of those but in the meantime this will just be leaking oil into the gulf um, <clears throat> for well for months at least until july or august and then that that of course is predicated on the idea that a hurricane or a tropical storm doesn't come along and muck all that up now bp does have ships out there and they're yeah. trying to skim some of the oil off and they're putting chemicals in the gulf now some of these chemicals that they're putting in uh that could be even more harmful to the to the gulf than the oil itself look my main complaint is this is the 21st century, okay? If we can build a five-mile circle, smash molecules together, and create the beginnings of the universe, how hard is it to plug a damn hole underwater? I don't care if it's 10 miles underwater. You should be able to plug the damn thing. Well, it, it, is, it is complicated, but of course... I, I understand that, but it, they should have had a plan already. It's been... Uh, what a, a month or so well bp should have had a lot of things first of all uh they shouldn't have cut corners on their safety regulations which there's just there's absolutely no question now that the more and more evidence is coming out that that's exactly what bp did um they had uh, cut corners on safety uh as a matter of fact there's a story here let me see if i have this in my notes i i, I had so much stuff prepared here there's actually a report that they uh, wanted to build uh, special safety procedures on their platform so that if, if during an explosion uh, people wouldn't die like uh, like exactly what happened um, in April when this platform you know blew up, 11 people were killed. And that's something that, uh, quite frankly, is lost in all of this is that 11 people have died. All right, and... And even more might die due to the oil in the water and the 
probable harmful, you know, the poisoning of the fish. Well, uh, some which, people that were well, out there that were taking pictures and some people that were out there attempting to clean this up, some of those other chemicals that are on the, uh, on the water, uh, people went to hospitals complaining of, uh, of rashes, uh, complaining of sickness, um, and, and they, they don't even know what to make of all that. So yes, you're you're absolutely correct that <clears throat> who knows the kind of disaster that this could be. And of course, as we've talked about, what happens if this oil uh, circulates around <clears throat> in the uh, currents of the Gulf and then uh, goes uh, through uh, around Key West and around uh, the uh, between uh, Florida and Cuba there, and then gets caught up in the Gulf Stream and goes right up the East Coast. To to be quite frank, I'm in a, I'm an uh, environmentalist. Okay. I mean, really, who isn't in favor of saving the environment? Well, obviously the people who are drilling oil there who cut safety features. But my point being, once again, I must reinforce that we live in the 21st century. We should have had some sort of at least, you know, little, you know, filter there or something to well, at least people, know, the oil. People say, well, what could Barack Obama really do? And the answer is, I mean, why not get, see, what happened was they had a representative from Shell came out and said, well, when this same kind of situation happened in Saudi Arabia, <clears throat> happened there in the, um, <clears throat> happened there uh, off the coast of Saudi Arabia, they, uh, they cleaned that up. Uh, they cleaned 85% of it up um, relatively quickly. They, um, they say that you know BP could be doing this, but they're not. Again, um, you could try, you could deploy uh, some some efforts from the military, get the Army Corps of Engineers out there to help out. Uh, there's all sorts of things you can do. Now, the, the, what we don't necessarily need is to nationalize the oil, uh, our oil, uh, a la uh, Hugo Chavez, you know, in Venezuela. I mean, that you know, people that are proposing that. That's not going to clean the oil up out of the Gulf, okay? I mean, that's, that's not the answer. Uh, having a, some sort of standard for these uh, oil companies to operate on, that would be helpful. You know, and again, I'm not some wacko environmentalist nut job here, all right? I, I'm not one of these people. I'm not, you know, part of the Greenpeace movement, and I'm not saying that we should never drill for oil out in the, all out in the Gulf or out uh, off the East Coast or off the West Coast or wherever. Yeah. I'm the same way. I mean, I said I'm an environmentalist. That's on the border of, you know, we should do everything we can to preserve the environment. But, you know, I mean, preserving the environment is one thing. <clears throat> At the cost uh, of everything else, uh, I'm, I'm just, you know. I mean, it, if we can cut down a acre of rainforest to cure cancer, sure, fine. I mean, sure, I don't mind that, but it, to cut down an acre to rainforest to put up a walmart i'm not so much in favor of that you know well regardless though what we have here is um we have bp we have bp trying to spin this and say we're doing everything we can uh meanwhile lawsuits <laughs> ah, bull crap. yeah lawsuits are being filed left and right already there's going to be so many uh it's going to take 20 or 30 years to get the lawsuits resolved and as i've said before uh, we just, I believe, uh, I believe last year was uh, finally the last lawsuit in the Exxon Valdez case was resolved. So that was 20 years. And since the scope of this disaster being so much bigger and considering the loss of life as well, 
Um, I'm surprised that <clears throat> I'm surprised that uh, more investigation wasn't being done because we are again we we are talking about 11 people that were killed here as well. So I'm surprised that a a crime scene wasn't declared here. Um, I'm actually surprised at a lot of things. I'm surprised, number one, at the lack of response from the <clears throat> from the administration. I am also surprised at the lack of um, really BP's sort of very sluggish response of their own. Um, and well, when you think about it, thirty years ago we cared uh, a lot more about the environment because that's um, I know it was a little bit later earlier than that, but that's about when we discovered the hole in the ozone layer, and everybody was like. How the hell can that happen, you know? Well, the hole in the ozone layer, and, and you know, everybody freaked out about that. I remember when I was uh, when I was about seven or eight is when they discovered so that this. That like during the 70s, right? Well, it was uh, during the 80s is when they, they started. They really, uh, they found it was, you know, there and it was getting bigger. And then, but then, so initially what happened was with the, and this is diverting a bit, but on the environmental front, uh, when they found out that there was a hole in the ozone layer of the South Pole, everybody freaked out and said it was a result of CFCs, a CFC emission, chloral fluoral carbons. And uh, so immediately they said, oh, it's the styrofoam containers. Every time you, you crush one of those, every time we destroy those, uh, and aerosol cans and refrigerators and Freon, that's why we had a ban on Freon, although you can still sort of get it, wink, wink, but, you know, anyway... So we had we had this insane environmental movement blaming CFCs. Then after we since we're so reactionary, that's our problem. That's that's the problem, and that's the problem with the environmentalist nut jobs too. Is they're very reactionary. Well, let's so their their immediate their well their initial reaction was it's because of man. It's it's just like they see the global temperature change like. 0.1 degree and they decide that that's because of man as well but then what they did when they started researching it in the 90s they found that the ozone layer the hole got smaller and then disappeared and then they went back and, and they started doing research they went maybe this hole that appears in the ozone maybe this is a cyclical thing that happens maybe yeah i i mean i'm global warming like maybe a uh, half a degree it's man's fault but I mean, it is a cycle. If you look at the trends and temperature within, you know, the technically, if you look at it from a technical standpoint, the Earth has been cooling ever since it was made. It used to be a giant ball of lava, you know. Well, uh, there is that, but the that's a technical standpoint. But you know, I mean, it the temperatures do fluctuate. I'm not a you know global warming person, but. I still do believe that, you know, we should do what we can to protect the on environment. A, on a Mac on a on a micro scale, man affects climate. And there's no if you want pure evidence of this, uh all you have to do is look at Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix, Arizona is, is a perfect testing ground for this. Um go back through the weather records in Phoenix and look at the overnight low temperatures in Phoenix in nineteen hundred. And then just go forward every year, especially in the summertime. Hell, even in the winter. Look at the overnight low temperatures. In the summer, in the June, July, August, even during the monsoon season when the humidity is up, you'll still notice that routinely in Phoenix, low temperatures were in the 70s. You know, you had like 65, 70, 75. Yeah, you had a few days where the lows would only be in the 80s. But then as you go on from 1920, 1930, 1940, you draw a graph. 
the overnight low temperatures in Phoenix steadily increase. Steadily. And 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 in the last 30 years have have spiked dramatically. And and now there is the urban heat island effect. And this is a legitimate, a real um a bona fide uh weather phenomena, the urban heat island. And there's no question that cement or concrete, uh, blacktop, uh, buildings, all of that holds the heat in and then radiates it out through the night. It, it radiates the heat much slower than sand, which was what was here before, sand and grass and uh, underbrush and all that, cactus. So there's no doubt that on a micro scale, man affects climate. I mean, there's, there's, this isn't even a debatable issue. But what is the debatable issue is on the macro level. I'm sure that by a small margin, man has influenced the climate in a very, in a very subtle way. Um, anything from cloud seeding, which we've been doing for, for a hundred years, to um, to everything else that we've done. I, I'm uh, again, there is no question. However, I would say that. Based on research and based on everything I know, uh, having, again, a, a minor in, in meteorology and atmospheric science and having worked at the National Weather Service and having done a lot of the research, I can tell you that man's influence is so, it, 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 it does exist, but it is statistically insignificant, especially when you consider Mount Pinatubo, this, uh, this who knows how to even pronounce this, Volcano in Iceland and all these other all these other volcanoes, uh, sunspots, solar flares, you know, the coronal mass ejections, all of that, which influences our climate a million times more than man. So, again, I don't I think on a micro scale, there is something to be said. But overall, no, man does not affect the, the climate. Man affects the environment, but not the climate. There you have it. All right. Wow. Um, and then this oil spill again, um, BP, that's so if this doesn't work in the next couple of days, what they're doing, uh, then it's panic time. Then it really it does come down to panic time. It's a lot of oil that's just floating around in the Gulf, and that's a lot of oil that's going to be washing up for a very long time. A lot of fish going to hurt the fishing industry going to hurt a lot of things if you're a fan of shrimp which i am that oh, price yeah. that price is going up oh god you don't you dare touch my sushi well i don't think you have to worry yeah, sorry. i don't think you have to worry about your sushi oh sushi is just rice and raw fish most of it yeah i i you know um but you know uh who knows? Still, um, like, all right. Well, let's move on. Uh, let me see here. What else? I've then, of course, what is even more unbelievable, and this is again, I, I, it's a slap in the face, a kick in the groin. It is, it is. Uh, on uh, what I would just, have, what's that? Imagine if like Sarah Palin came up to you and then farted in your face and then started speaking to you 
that's sort of like what this is. It's not good. Let's put it that way. This is this is bad news. Uh, they plan to build a mosque near Ground Zero, where three thousand people were killed on nine eleven, where the uh, twin towers came down right there in Manhattan. They want to build a mosque right there. Yes, a mosque. The the for the religion of peace. A mosque is the. Religion of peace, church, uh, a Muslim church, if you will. And yeah, no surprise that the relatives of the victims of 9-11, not happy about it. Yeah. They clashed with supporters that planned a mosque near Ground Zero at a raucous community board meeting in Manhattan. Four hours of public debate, members of Community Board 1 finally voted 29 to 1 in support of the project. 29 to 1. What? Nine members members abstained, by the way. They just, nine nine people just said, yeah, don't want to have anything to do with it. Arguing that they wanted to table the issue and vote at a later date. The board has no official say over whether the estimated $100 million mosque and community center gets built, but but the panel's support or lack of is considered important in influencing public opinion. Holding up photos of loved ones killed in the Twin Towers and carrying the signs such as Honor 3000-911, no mosque. Opponents of the proposed... Uh, Cordoba House of uh, Cordoba House on Park Place called the plan an insult to the terror attack victims. "Quote: This is a burial ground," said retired uh, FDNY Deputy Chief Al Santora, referring to the fact that victims' remains were scattered for blocks. Santora's 23-year-old son Christopher was the youngest firefighter to die on that day. "Quote." I do have a problem with having a mosque on top of the site where terrorists can gloat about what they did. There you go. That is bullshit with the capital S-H-I-T. I would agree with that. I would. Honestly, if that happens, the second I am able to drive a car, I will drive down there, buy a sledgehammer, uh, I'll make sure it's in fine condition, and knock it down from the top to bomb. I swear to God. Yeah, I uh, I have and, to and, just, and as I said earlier please note this isn't like maybe a square mile away or so. This is 600 feet away. Yeah, it's 600 feet from the from the hole, I guess. That's in the ground. Uh, I think it's like probably from the north or south tower that's how maybe they're measuring it. Right. So I, I don't mind if it's maybe a mile or two away, but 600 feet? You're kidding me. Are you sure you read that correctly? 29 to 1? Yeah. How the... Uh, well, it gets they more... live in New York? It gets more outrageous. Imam Faisal Abdul Rauf, the head of the Cordoba Institute, which is in charge of the project, insisted that the site would help, quote... Bridge the great divide between Muslims and the rest of America. 
Oh, yeah, I'm sure that building a mosque right on top of, of Ground Zero, I'm, I'm real sure that that's going to make uh, Americans very sympathetic. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to remind... Non-extremists have to realize how insulting that is. You're going to construct a building that reminds people of the religion, of the, of the philosophy of the people that brought down what used to stand there. That's a good idea. And killed roughly three thousand people. Uh, you, you talk more. about you talk about yeah. taking a middle finger to the United States and and pointing that middle finger directly. You might as well just erect a middle finger right there and say "f you, America," because that's exactly what this that's exactly what this says. It says why not just piss on the Statue of Liberty and smash up the Liberty Bell? Yeah, why not? And burn the Declaration of Independence while you're at it. Quote, quote, we are Americans. We are Muslim Americans, Rauf said. Many of us were, uh, were born in the United States. We have no higher aspirations than to bring up our children in peace and harmony in this country. Well, that's great for you. That's really, that's nice for you. Quote, freedom of assembly is the right of all Americans. That's right. Freedom of assembly is your right. But you, guess you here's here's right. the thing: uh, the people have a right to be outraged about it. They have a right to be outraged. It would be it would be the the exact same equivalent of uh, of of. Well, I mean, building a Nazi museum in Israel. Well, right. I mean, why not? Yeah, exa- Why not? Why not build? Why not build a statue of Hitler right in the middle of Jerusalem? Why not? I mean, it's part of history, after all. I mean, Hitler. Why not? Let's do that. Let's just let's erect a great big statue of Adolf Hitler right there in Tel Aviv. Make sure to dress it nice and all fancy with Nazi symbols. Right. I mean, we'll put swastikas right there. I mean, technically, yeah, I mean, the swastika wasn't a bad symbol until yeah, 1939. Raul's Raul's wife, Daisy Khan. Followed him to the microphone. Oh, she was actually allowed to speak. Well, that's nice that, you know, he allowed her to do that. Uh, followed him to the microphone to, uh, uh, to pitch the planned uh, community facility as, quote, much needed. Par- Again, this is the quote. Much needed party space and much needed venue space for the area. Wow. She was roundly booed. Yes, you have to understand, this is a much-needed space for our area, sir. Yes. I, I can, I woman, can so only it, imagine how that went over. Oh, I imagine she just wrote everything down because she's the woman in her religion of peace. Well, yeah, I'm surprised they let her go up there and speak. I mean, because uh, God knows in Saudi Arabia or in Jordan or in any of those, in Iran... She wouldn't even be allowed to do that. We did this story just the other day on the podcast about um, women who, if they show their ankles, if they show, <clears throat> if they if they aren't wearing the traditional Muslim garb, they can be fined like thirteen hundred dollars now, the equivalent of thirteen hundred dollars, and go to jail because of the morality police that are in uh, that are in Islam. Yeah, I I can't imagine why you'd want to live here. Yeah. There's your religion of peace. (laughs) 
some audience members <clears throat> some audience members preach tolerance for the Muslim leaders. Before the meeting, uh, Manhattan Borough President Scott Stringer, a supporter of the mosque, stood in front of the site and said, quote, what we're rejecting here is outright bigotry and hatred. Wow. Uh, Catholic priest uh, Kevin Mitigan of St. Peter's Church, which is about a block away, agreed, quote, I think they need to establish a place such as this for people of goodwill from uh, mainline Christian, Jewish, and Muslim faiths so we can come together to talk. Yeah, we can do that, but we're not going to do that at ground zero. Thank you very much. You may now drive through. Oh, my God. I, I think I physically hurt inside right now. They, they did vote on this in New York, right? They, they didn't do it in, like, Iraq. Yeah, no, this was not done in, in, uh, in Tehran, no. Oh, my God. I know. That's... It's an outrage. I, I have no... Oh, God. Oh, man. I... You know what? I'm going to change my list of people I, I can hit if, you know, I get a law that I can punch one person. Uh, yeah. I, I would wait, you know, 30 years and I'll punch all 30 of the board, well, 29 <laughs> of the board members. Yeah, I mean, the one guy that that uh, that that was against this, uh, that, that, what a brave guy. And then nine people abstained. There you oh, go. Oh, my God. 29 to 1. <sighs> the, were they even living in New I mean, I was living, I was like five, and I still understood it. I was freaking five there's years a, old. There's a big hole in the ground. Uh, yeah, you see there's that still, hole? You know, you know that uh, there's... people died there. All of that rubble was taken away in truck after truck after truck. You know, they sift through that rubble. They sift through the rubble from time to time. Still to this day and uh, you know they find bones in there they find uh they, they find uh small scraps of things in there i mean that was th there were three thousand people in there three or more thousand people in there well more like two thousand five hundred and the rest of the you know four hundred or so were the airplane victims well and then there's that there's and there's people that were unaccounted for and the that weren't ever that weren't ever officially declared dead they just don't know what happened and then, I, and then, of course, yeah, it's like I said, it's just a big middle finger to to those to the families of the victims. As I said before, I think the families of the victims should get to decide what goes there, if anything. I know that right afterwards there was a proposal to build five small buildings. Um, I, I, there was that. There was another one to just rebuild the twin towers exactly as they were. There, uh, there was one to build just a massive building, sort of like they have in. Um, Dubai. I think the final decision. Uh, it, it's actually quite beautiful if you see the um, concept art for the buildings. It's have you if you've ever seen um, the uh, Ocean Thirteen, I believe it, those spiral buildings. Imagine that only you know actually connected in the middle yeah. and white and stuff and silver. It, it's actually quite beautiful if you see the concept art for the twin towers they have officially decided on. Yeah, I mean, I, I would love to, um, I, you know, I'd love to see it rebuilt. I mean, I, God knows if it ever will really uh, be built. I mean, who knows? I, I think they're already building. I, I, I read, I, I actually looked up the Wikipedia article because of uh, the mosque and everything. And yeah, uh, when I 
skimmed by it, it said work there. They had already started building it. Yeah. I, I'm not sure though. It's Wikipedia. Somebody could have yeah. just edited that. At well, the yeah, that's day. that's yeah. That's why we call it fifty fifty pedia here on this show. <laughs> you know. Well, hell, I went on there. We did this one night. We changed. Uh, we went on the article about the speed of light one night, and we changed the article that said the speed of light is thirty six miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. So uh, we we've screwed with that uh, before, you yeah, know. We, we've screwed with. That'll probably uh, fixed in about two seconds. Well, yeah, so. they get they fixed that really, really fast, and then they I think they locked that article so it can't be changed now. Oh. Or you have to be a certain trusted member. Or I don't know what. I yeah, don't know yeah a lot of the main articles, like countries and stuff, they use the fourteen members of Wikipedia. That's great. Uh, I don't think. Yeah. But I mean, my God! I mean, even even the common Muslim has to understand. I mean, it, it, it's like if we were to, uh, it's like if you were to build a Christian, you know, uh, church right after like the uh, the Crusades. Like, yeah, the actually, Crusades. actually, after okay. the Crusades, that's exactly what happened. Um, oh. Oh, well. well, you know, those who well, there you go. He who well, wins the go. war gets to decide these things. You know. Yeah. And they, uh, so far the war is to be, you know, concluded. Uh, um, so there is that. That's that's bad. Uh, yeah. I'm going to slide. Hope you enjoyed that kick in the nuts. Yeah. Uh, here's something that is uh, slightly, slightly more lighthearted, although still kind of an outrage. <clears throat> This is, of course, one of those stories that drives you nuts because it's about the TSA. And we, we all love the TSA. We all love going to the airport and getting sodomized while stepping through the <laughs> airport security. Here we go again. Uh, imagine being ordered by airport security workers. Here's the, here's the scenario. You're ordered by airport security workers to put your, your very nice watch on a scanning belt and of course, you object, but they say, no, 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 you know, you'll just go right through the belt and you'll, you know, you'll get it. A Baker County woman says that this experience at the Norfolk International Airport in Virginia last year cost her a, oh, wow, $24,000 Rolex that her husband saved up to buy her for her 50th birthday. I think the outrage is that the husband actually paid that much for the watch. Well, I mean, look, you can, you know, it's true. I don't know. I don't understand who wears a $24,000 watch. I mean, that's, uh, I that's just everybody ridiculous. indulges on something. I indulge on Starbucks, and that's crazy enough, I suppose. I guess, but anyway, oh, I, I have a hard, I, 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 whenever I, man, I, if I was wearing something like that, even if it was a, $200 watch, which I still wouldn't wear. I wear digital watches, okay? I wear, like, I wear the $40 Timex Iron Man watch, okay? It's, you know, I wear, like, the 25-cent watches you find in their machines, and they still work just as... They still tell me time's just as good as the Rolex. Yeah, she's, uh, she's suing the TSA after the agency rejected her claim. Uh, she sent in a letter... And then her congressman, she even wrote to her congressman who unsuccessfully uh, intervened. The lawsuit filed in Jacksonville Federal Court this month accuses TSA of negligence and uh, bailment, a legal term 
that makes uh, someone holding another uh, property responsible if it's lost. Well, right. I mean, here's the thing. In the law, you have a when <clears throat> when you give somebody uh, your property, you have a reasonable expectation that they will take reasonable care of it and ensure that it, you know, it's returned to you in the condition or relatively in the condition that you gave it to them in. In, in this case, you have no choice. You have to put you have to take off your watch. I always leave mine on, but again, that's because um, my watch never sets off the detectors, you know, and it's not a Rolex. It's, it's again, it's a $40 Timex. All right, so, but uh, she, she says, you know, listen, when you, it's just like when you put your luggage on the plane, you have a reasonable expectation that you're going to get your luggage back and that it's going to be in decent shape now you do know going in that yes it, it goes through conveyor belts and yes uh, handlers probably throw it around a little bit they play a little basketball throwing it on the floor oh i got that one in you know but you do have an expectation that it's not going to be smashed to bits you have a reasonable expectation that's what she's suing for quote basically they called me a liar they treated me like crap said pauline Showalter, 63, of Glen, of Glen St. Murray, um, of Glen St. Mary, rather. Showalter is secretary to Duval County Public Defender Matthew Shirk. TSA spokeswoman Laura Gatches said Friday that the agency couldn't comment on a specific case in litigation. She said about 2.5 million pieces of luggage passed through screening daily at U.S. airports and missing property reports uh, total about 45 every day. Less than a hundred, less than one hundredth of one percent. In a November letter denying Showalter's TSA claims, uh, office in Virginia said that there was, quote, no legality, no legally sustainable grounds for finding a liability against the agency. Well, of course they're going to say that. They don't want to pay $25,000. Quote, we have eyewitnesses who say that she did have this, that say that she did have this type of watch, including one who saw it on the day in question, Coker said. So what I want to know is they have cameras. I mean, they, they have cameras that can see through your clothes. They can see your junk. They can see, you know, <laughs> they can see everything. Well, I've never actually been on an airplane and personally i only plan on going on once once or twice yeah i plan on visiting paris and japan but that's a whole nother ballpark and so i'll just have to take everybody's word on it that it's really crappy although i've heard that from everybody yeah but i'm just surprised they don't have cameras that watch these conveyor belts and watch everything else watch what the tsa is doing i'm surprised i'm, I'm sure that the airports have to have those cameras is there not a, it, do they not have those? I mean, I, I don't know. I'm actually pleading ignorance here. I really don't know, but yeah, I would assume. I'm pretty sure from what I've heard they, that they have cameras on the cameras to make sure that the cameras are recording what they're recording. Well, not only that, but I mean, I'm just, uh, security cameras in general, I, don't they exist in airports? I mean, I, I know they're all over the Las Vegas airport because they have slot machines there. But I mean, I'm, I'm wondering about the Norfolk airport. I mean, I'm surprised it's a, that's a busy airport. I'm, I'm surprised that they wouldn't have security camera footage of this and that they couldn't subpoena those tapes well they don't want to they don't want to pay twenty five thousand dollars for the watch or whatever it was that's unbelievable 
It's unbelievable. Um, maybe I should get to this story before we go to break, and I got to get to the pop chart too. Oh God! I know it's unbelievable. Oh come on, my my <laughs> ears have finally stopped bleeding from the last time I listened to it uh, yeah. two weeks ago. Yeah, I know, I I know it's uh, it's rough. All right, well, um, I guess right. I guess it's time for our our typical Cleveland sports update. We haven't done this in a little while. The state hey, of y'all. State of, state of sports in Cleveland, not so good right about now. Oh, boy. Here we go. Let's do it. Fun times in Cleveland today. Cleveland. Come on down to Cleveland town, everyone. Come and look at both of our buildings. Buy some food that's prepared near the street. Who knows you might even see this guy. You should come on down to West 6th Street. It's the perfect place if you're a douchebag. Watch the poor people all wait for buses. Who the fuck still uses a payphone? Here's the place where there used to be industry. This train is carrying jobs out of Cleveland. <laughs> Cleveland leads the nation in drifters. Here's a statue of Moses Cleveland. He's the guy who invented Cleveland. Yeah! <laughs> we haven't used but that in forever. But they're not Detroit! Anyway, um... LeBron James, there's a there's a report out of Cleveland that uh, well, there's a report. Uh, Chris Ford from uh, Chad Ford from ESPN. I'm calling. That's what Amari Stoudemire called him the other day. Anyway, uh, out of ESPN reports that LeBron James may actually wind up signing back with Cleveland. That's good news for Cleveland fans. This is that's positive news. That's about the only positive news there is. But it's only about it like a fifty percent chance he places it at. Uh, Mike Brown fired as the head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers following the, uh, you know, this is this is weird. Only in Cleveland, uh, a city that hasn't won a major championship since 1964 when the Cleveland Browns won the AFL championship. That doesn't even really count because that was before Super Bowls. Yeah. I mean, Still, they're probably nine, like, uh, I believe 1948 is the last time that that uh, the the Indians well I think they were in the World Series in 54 and I think they won it in 1948 I, I bet they're already having wet dreams about it uh, like they're already putting up signs that says James Le, uh, LeBron James is considering signing here well I mean that's what go that's what goes on in Cleveland okay I mean that's just it it's a it's a terrible sports town and it's getting worse now it's gotten so bad that Ozzie Guillen, manager of the Chicago White Sox. The White Sox were in town today, and they, they beat the Cleveland Indians 5-1, to one, but that's not the big story. The big story is, during the game, I don't know if this was today. They think this is actually yesterday's game. So during the game yesterday, after uh, you know Cleveland loses yet another game, the Indians are just so bad. You didn't have to say that part, Mike. We, uh, we, we just assume when you say Cleveland, you're, the, the next sentence is going to be lost. Yeah, so... Um, <clears throat> so uh, a fan throws a baseball at down to Ozzy Guillen to have him sign it. Ozzy Guillen, manager of the White Sox. All right. Uh, Guillen g- did more than just sign the ball. There's pictures of this up on the internet. This is great. So he writes, and if I if I'm making this out, he writes, uh, "Bye bye, LeBron." LOL on one part of the baseball and then on another part of the baseball he writes 
when are when are you going to win anything in sports, please? <laughs> so Ozzy Guillen oh, signed the ball. Mean. Yeah, it's that's great. Oh, uh, that that's kind of mean. Oh, it is. It is not. I mean, the Browns have never been. They've never been to the Super Bowl. The 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 Indians. The last time they were well, they were up three games to one on the Red Sox a few years ago, and they choked that away. They lost. They had a lead in the top of the ni- or in the bottom of the ninth in the 1997 World Series and choked it to the Marlins. They um they lost um. So, well, they yeah. So they haven't won a World Series since like 1948. Cleveland uh, Cavaliers they they got swept by the Spurs a few years ago in the NBA Finals. To be fair, the Red Sox didn't win a World Series for 80 years. Well, 80 yeah, 86 years. 86 to be yeah. specific. But I mean, they uh, but Boston. I would you know Boston sports fans at least aside from the Red Sox at least they had it a lot easier than Cleveland fan. Now, Ozzie Guillen, who may not even keep his job the entire season, now even Ozzie Guillen is ripping on you guys. Wow. So that's uh, that's pretty much the Cleveland sports update. There you go. Uh-oh. Fun times in Cleveland again. Still Cleveland. <laughs> Come on down to Cleveland town, everyone. Under construction since 1868. See our river that catches on fire. It's so polluted that all our fish have AIDS. We see the sun almost three times a year. This guy has at least two DUIs. The flats look like a Scooby-Doo ghost town. Don't slow down in East Cleveland or you'll die. Our economy's based on LeBron James. Buy a house for the price of a VCR. Our main export is crippling depression. We're so retarded that we think this is art. It could be worse, though. At least we're not Detroit. We're, We're not, not Detroit. Detroit. <laughs> All right, so there you go. We haven't used that in so long. Uh, that's uh, that's uh, that's the uh, Cleveland sports update. That's just uh, every time. Every- I actually uh, watched uh, Michael Moore's. Uh, you know, uh, God, what what's his most re- uh, capitalism? Capitalism, a love story. I think he had that song in his movie. Really? I I, I do watch his all his movies. I mean. I aware, I'm aware that he's, you know, a joke and he mucks the truth, but they're still informative in a sense, you know? Yeah, it's like, this is how not to do an objective documentary. If you want to hey. see how slanted documentaries are made, this is how you do one. Hey, hey. Here's my flimsy defense, Mike. Are you doing any better? No. I don't. I don't lie like that, anyway. Uh, Mike, if you were told you you get paid a million dollars to lie, you would do it. Face it. Probably not. I've rejected jobs in radio where I had to lie. Were you getting paid a million dollars? Not a million dollars, but I was getting paid something versus getting paid nothing. Oh. I, you know, Still, again, I, I mean, not to pat myself on the back. I don't want to dislocate my shoulder to pat myself on the back, but I, I have to say this. You know, I may I may be a, a a poor white dude living here in 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 Phoenix, but uh, I, I can Barely tell you, class. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you know, uh, but I can tell you this, um, you're not Michael Moore. I'm not I'm not I'm not a liar, um, and I do have I do have some shred of dignity, and uh, I can tell you the the job specifically in radio, and it wasn't even really a lie; it was just 
you know, they wanted me to, uh, to do like, you know, to stick it up and be all, you know, one of these morning shows where, um, I wouldn't, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't going to be like the, I wasn't going to be the host. I was just going to be like a, like a third wheel on this morning show. And they wanted me to, you know, do like all sorts of really stupid crap. And, uh, I just didn't. Winnie in the butt in the morning. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I wasn't going to do that. I'll, I'll do, I'll do all sorts of things in radio. I'll run a board. I'll, I'll run your damn board at 2 a.m. I don't care. But, uh, if you think, um. Yeah, if you think I'm going to be the guy uh, that puts a sausage in my ass um, on the air <laughs> and stuff like that, if you think I'm going to be the guy that, that goes out and, and uh, you know, all right, now uh, we got to Wacky Mike out there on, uh, on uh, 43rd Avenue. Uh, I understand you're going to get hit by a bus. Yes, I am. I'm out here. Wait, where's, where's my, uh, hold on, where's my, where's my ambient noise? Hold on. That's that's more ambient noise than I could use. Oh my god. What is that? What? What is that? Uh on my end? Yeah. Uh sorry, I turned on a fan. Oh, that's fine. Oh. I, I I was just I, I you almost you almost did the sound effect for me. Here it is. All right, I'm out here at 43rd Avenue. That's right, guys. Uh Wait, I have to do my right that's right, everybody. I'm out here at 43rd Avenue. I want to get hit by a bus. We've uh, we've actually and taken. I'm right here with them. Yeah. That's right. We've taken a bus and uh, they've loaded it up and they're gonna run me over with it. Now, uh, are you wearing are you wearing any kind of a suit? Uh, uh, that was a, that was an idiot honking at me because he thought I was stupid for doing this, and I think I am. All right, anyway, uh, now we've loaded up this bus and we're gonna run you right the hell over with it and uh, hope that you uh... live. As a surprise whip, I added 30 pounds of dynamite. Yeah, uh, we've also, uh, we've also loaded it, I guess they've loaded it up with explosives, and, uh, they're probably gonna hit me with it. They wanted me to do that. No thanks. <laughs> Again, I, I would do, there's, there's a lot I would do, believe me. You want me to do something? You want me to come in and you want me to you listen? If you want me to be the guy that to just uh, you know be is the producer for the show, I'm not even on the fine. There was many jobs like that. Okay, there was many jobs where I was like, like a morning co-host and everything like that. That was fine. I just wasn't gonna be like the like the nutty intern. Not even I, I'd be above an intern, but I'd just be the guy that goes out and uh, and does that. Yeah, we're uh, gonna we're gonna put you, we're gonna put you on a bike. In the middle of the lightning storm and hold a lightning rod. We had a guy on the air. There was a morning show that did something similar to that. Believe it or not, actually, there was a guy that went out in a in a thunderstorm, and you know, and uh, he went up onto a building. He went up on the roof of the station, and he held up a. Um, Maybe he was he, trying to discover electricity. Yeah, he held up a big aluminum like uh, aluminum rod, and. Uh, Held it up in the sky to see if he'd get hit by lightning. It's, wow! It, I mean that. Yeah, that's kind of that's the revolutionary kind of radio that we had here. Uh, maybe. Oh my god! Oh, I wish Nancy Pelosi would do that. Well, uh, I'm sure Pelosi would. No, she. Yeah, her hair. It looks like they. they she might have done that actually. <laughs> uh, hey, Mike. Hey. There's plenty more you can think of than insulting her hair. Come on, Mike, be creative. Indeed, there is more. 
There's a lot more I could probably do, but instead I'm going to get a break. Yeah. Uh, Mike at KMGX.com, the email address. Oh, it's Mike. also the PayPal address. Yeah, that's also the PayPal address. Thank you. And uh, once again, I ran for it. Donate $20 and I will draw something for you. Anything you want. There and you if go. if you don't request anything, I'll draw it for you anyway. And you'll be like, what the hell is this crap? And I will thank you on the air. Repeatedly. And I will promise you that the money will be used uh, for this show. And trust me, it, it definitely will. You think you think all this stuff yeah. runs for free in here? I mean, the Coke Zero alone. The Coke Zero alone is very expensive. Not to mention, to, to get the acoustic version of Four Non Blondes was very expensive. I mean, my God, people, how can you sleep at night? I'm giving you this quality entertainment, and I'm asking nothing but a small donation. All right, it's uh, Michael Grav in exile on a Wednesday. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> Nobody has anything to say about Wednesday. Well, well, we'll be back. And I see it all too clear I only taste the saline When I kiss away your tears You really had me going Wishing on a star But the black holes that surround you Are heavier by far I believed in your confusion You were so completely torn Must have been that yesterday day that I was born Not much to examine Nothing left to hide Third and final segment really can't be serious You have to ask me Michael Graf in exile on a Wednesday I say goodbye Acoustic bumpers Random stuff I am barely breathing And I can't find the air Don't know yeah. I love I love Duncan Sheik Imagining you care Help me all Yes. Uh, Mike at KMGX.com, our email and PayPal address. It is Mike at KMGX.com, Michael Groff Show, AOL Instant Messenger. All of our other relevant information available at the one, the only, MichaelGroff.com. All right. Um, you know, I mentioned this earlier in the show. Uh, I find that people that grow their own marijuana plants are generally speaking... I mean, they're, they're cool, and, and I have no problem with marijuana, as you know. I, I The fact that it's illegal to me just still seems silly uh, and archaic. But that having been said, I find that people that grow marijuana and then get busted for growing marijuana are, generally speaking, uh, kind of weird. Um, 
I, I, I just hit the wrong button over here. Um, this comes from where else but Pittsfield, Maine, where a man, yeah. who's, a man whose home was raided by drug agents and the state uh, said that the state owes him thousands of dollars for 19 seized marijuana plants that he says he was growing in compliance with Maine's medical marijuana law. James P. Fowler, 44, of Pittsfield, who is charged with cultivating marijuana and possession of marijuana after the March 19th raid, said that um, based on figures used by drug investigators uh, to value marijuana plants, he is owed up to $38,000. Quote, if they can use $2,000 a plant against me, what's What's good for the goose is good for the gander, said Fowler, who lives alone at uh, 139 A Street in Pittsfield. I'm glad they gave me his address. I probably go over there and get myself a little stash. <laughs> I'm closer, Mike. I'll just send it. Yeah, I was going to gonna you. say, go up there and, and pick me up, pick me up a, a dime bag or two, would you? Uh, I'll pick up, I'll pick up my mother a lobster, and I'll pick up you some weed. Okay, anything else you want on the shopping list, honey? Uh, well, well, thank you. Uh, well, I want I want some sort of compensation. He says Fowler maintains a sophisticated marijuana growing operation in his home to supply himself and three other patients who have uh, deemed him a, quote, designated caregiver under the state's medical marijuana law. That means Fowler can possess up to 2.5 ounces of processed marijuana and six plants for each patient for a total of 24 plants and 10 ounces of pot. Investigators found 25 plants in the March 19th raid, but Fowler said some of the plants were uh, male juveniles, which he said are not considered marijuana plants under the law. Quote, I can't even get out of bed when I, he says, uh, actually, he says, uh, yeah, I can't even get out of bed when I take them, he said. Uh, They zone me right out. I don't want to live my life that way. Asked. Uh, to what degree marijuana uh, impairs him, Fowler said. He's basically trying to find loopholes or, you know, splitting hairs in the law. He says, so quote, he can- it's not about getting high at all. If I wanted to get high, I'd eat, I'd eat their morphine. Now, he says he's a legitimate, he's a legitimate marijuana grower under the law. He's well within the, the boundaries of the law. This guy, this guy looks like a classic hippie. I bet he has a one of those um, VW uh, VW vans. Like, <laughs> he also has like one of those stupidly long bong pipes or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm pretty sure this guy. Uh, yeah, I'm sure this guy uh, probably smokes a little bit to get high. Don't I? You know, when guys tell me when they have marijuana, it's not about getting high, man. Yeah, I dig that if it's like an 80-year-old guy. But if it's a guy like 44 years old who looks kind of like a hippie, I, I'm i pretty sure it's about getting high. It's not about getting high, bro. Hey, bro, it's you know, you know dude, like, it's not about getting high, bro. You know, it's about, it's Being all about... Nature and the world, bro. You bro. wouldn't believe it, bro. Bro, it's all about the enlightenment, dude. And uh, you know, just hanging out and you know, and, and, and expression 
And uh, the Enlightenment really did is like the, the whole thing here, brah. You know. So don't be judging me, man, because, you know, just because I had 25 marijuana plants in my house, brah, yeah, that doesn't have anything to do with it, dude. Well, did you see that unicorn go by? Well, I mean, it doesn't make you hallucinate. <laughs> I, I know. I was, I was just talking I mean, I, I did. Listen, I know. I, 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 well, never mind. <laughs> no, no, please go on. <laughs> I knew somebody that, you know, smoked pot and did hallucinogenic mushrooms. So that was, that's, that's a combination that, that, um, that'll, that'll get you every time. I'm pretty sure. All right. Well, um, I think, I think it's about that time of the week where we, we punish you for listening. I have an ominous feeling all of a sudden. Yeah. Because I don't like you very much, it's that time of the week where we look at the top 10 songs in the world of CHR Pop. Because, well, with oil spills, the economy failing, and, you know, your love life, we didn't think your life was miserable enough. Yeah, my, my, yeah. These are the top 10 songs in the world of pop as played on radio stations across the country. The top 40 radio stations across the country. Official airplay data is collected. And, uh... Yes, all right. Now, number 10 on the chart this week. Oops, I don't know why this is... My monitor just decided to blink at me or something. I don't know. I think my monitor doesn't want me to do this bit. All right. Number 10 this week is B.O.B. featuring Eminem and a whole bunch of other people, I guess. This is Airplanes Part 2. That airplanes in the night sky like shooting stars. I can really use a wish right now. Wish right now. Wish right now. I can really use a gun right now. That airplanes in the night sky like shooting stars. I can really use a wish right now. Wish right now. I can really use a gun right now. Yeah. Let's pretend yeah. like it's 98 uh. Like I'm eating lunch off a styrofoam tray yeah. Trying to be the next rapper coming out the A uh. I'm for a record deal to ignore my pain Got yeah. rap coming out my ass stage. Yeah. And when my beat drops, uh. everybody goes insane uh. okay. And everybody know my name yeah. And everywhere I go, people want to hear me sing uh. Everybody uh. join my call, know my name Slapping bitches, doing drugs. Slapping bitches, killing thugs. All right, so that is, uh, wow, that is. Uh, see, I hadn't even heard this song before, and it's number 10 on the chart. Wish right now. I already got it down, though. Um. All right, number nine is, uh, this is a good tune, and it's still hanging out on the chart. I don't know. I don't know how it's managed, but this is The Script. 
Here's Break Even. Yes, real instruments and real vocals. I'm still alive, but I'm barely breathing. Just praying to a God that I don't believe in. Cause I got time while she got freedom. Cause when a heart breaks, no, I don't break even. The best days will be some of my worst. She finally met a man They are an Irish band, the script. They've had uh, they've had a couple of hits. She's no trouble and, uh, but they're not drunk. Oh. Well, there, well, there you go. Come on. What am I supposed to do when the best part of me was always you? All right. I know. I'm awful. Number eight. Number eight, the guy's going to tell you his name because he does it in every song. It's... Yeah, with In My Head. Everybody's looking for love. Oh. See, I could be that guy. I'm still lobbying for that position. All right. I, I, I just can't stand Jason Derulo. I'm sorry. It's, you know, it's just. No, no. Please. It's, it's uh, well, it's, let's, first of all, let's face it. It's a, uh, it's a terrible song. And it sucks. But. You can barely make it past the first beat. Yeah. Well, the good news is he says his name in uh, in every song, which helps well, us well, out. Well, at least it's not like the Ting Ting where you don't know his name. God. Don't remind me of that song. Ugh. That was terrible. All right. Uh, speaking of terrible. Uh, she's still hanging around number seven on the chart. It's Lady Gaga with Alejandro. I think that would actually hit the original name. <laughs> Lady Ale- Dude Alejandro. See, she's saying it. Don't call it his name. See, I still hate it though. But you know, like, there's there's other Lady Gaga songs that you know I can I can get into and that I have I've I've admitted I've gotten into. You know, at least marginally. Um, part okay. of it, part of it, you know, Lady Gaga has sort of been ruined because of a girlfriend, uh, but, uh, you know. Um, I think I just drank some rotten Gatorade. You think you oh, just drank God. some rotten Gatorade? Yeah, I found some Gatorade on the floor that I bought like a week ago, and oh, God. Um, generally, oh, you're, supposed, you're supposed to drink it right away, I, I would think. Oh, man. All right, uh, rotten Gatorade aside, number six, I, I like it. It's Train. It's still not as bad as the pop chart, though. Yeah. It's uh, Pat Monahan and his band Train. Here's Hey Soul Sister. Hey Soul Sister, ain't that Mr. Mister on the radio? Stereo, the way you move ain't fair, you know. Hey oh, Soul God. Sister, I don't want to miss a single thing you do. Tonight. 
like it. Uh, yeah, I, I I sort of like the first 20 seconds, but then then they just started doing that with the or whatever. Well, I think you'll like it a lot better compared to number five, where oh, Rihanna boy. is still on the chart with this piece of crap. It's called Rude Boy, and usually we get through about 20 seconds of it, and then I just decide to move along because it's that bad. And that's about as far as we get. I, I, I literally, I am not kidding. I just physically hurt from that song. Oh, my God. Well, it gets worse because number four is uh, is Usher featuring Will I Am with OMG. Oh, oh my crap. Say. Yeah. Haven't even gotten to the hook yet. Normally I just skip to that, but... Yeah, what's up? Uh, I think I figured out how the world is going to end in 2012. Some, gonna be someone's going to really... make a song so bad that it just implodes? Yeah. Uh, although I think the Mayans have had it two years early, but... Oh, my God. Yeah, I thought Usher had disappeared, actually, but um, I guess not. Unfortunately. All right. Um... Number two, with a bullet level chart, uh, number two this week is Kesha. Yes, Kesha. You know, K- oh, boy. Kesha with a dollar sign. It's uh, Kesha with your love is my drug. All right. I, I've got it. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to send stereos over to the Middle East, and they're going to continuously play the top ten songs in the pop chart. Well, uh... Gonna update it every week for their listening pleasure. Then, of course, and I, I did sort of screw up a little bit. I, I called that number. Uh, I called this number two. It's actually number three. See, see, I, I got so disoriented <clears throat> somewhere. I, I lost it. But anyway, yes, that was uh, just so. Just so we are clear, you had Bob airplanes. You had uh, Break Even number nine. Jason Derulo number eight. Lady Gaga number seven. Train number six. Rihanna number five. Usher number four. Kesha with a dollar sign number three. Then number two. See, I, I knew I screwed up here. All right, and then number two. See, I, I just been, I don't know. The music's so bad, I just, I wanted to rush through it. 
Number two, B.O.B. B.O.B. With uh, nothing on you. Beautiful girls all over the world. I could be chasing, but my time would be wasted. They got nothing on you, baby. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. I was waiting for that. Nothing on you. No, you feel where I'm coming from. Regardless of the things in my past that I've done. Most of it really was for the hell of the fun. On a carousel, so around I spun. Freestyling. Just trying to get some. Trying to chase skirts living in the summer sun. Big baller. Shot collar. And honestly, I ended up with you. All right, and that's that's your number two song on the chart. In the live, people. Well, early uh, last week we we looked at the um, we did the pop chart, but we, I also looked at what was uh, on the hot AC chart, which was a little bit better, but not a lot better. Anyway, the whoops, uh, yeah, there's Lady Gaga just showing up randomly. No, uh, the number one song is not Lady Gaga. Fortunately, unfortunately, though, it's something. Just about as bad. Oh. It's uh it's Teo Cruz featuring Luda. Ludacris. You know this song. Luda. Now I may not be the worst or the best, but you gotta respect my honesty. And I may break, break your heart. But I don't really think as anybody as bomb as me. So you can take this chance in the end. Everybody's gonna be wondering how you deal. Yeah. You might say this is ludicrous, but Tayo Cruz tell us how you Luda. That's your pop chart. Now I understand. I understand that um, about to make an appearance on the top ten. There's a few songs that we we need to be aware of and, and just prepare ourselves for. You know, get get your uh, you know knives ready. Well, I'm to wow. Sounds like everything's falling apart around here. Or over there. Alright, I, I have here some uh, some news. Apparently Katy Perry has a new song here. And I just have to uh, I just have to see if we have it in our system. We don't. Hold on, I, I can put this in very, very quickly. I'm I'm I, I dub this right out of the system very, very, uh, very, very carefully, very, very quickly. It'll only, only take me a second here. And we're done. There. This is like number 12 on the pop chart. Apparently, Katy Perry did a... Is the, I didn't even see this until now. See, I, I, I've been sort of... Um, well, you know the thing about uh, the thing about depression is you you sort of get secluded from what's going on in the world and you and you miss out on on very important breaking you know songs out there on the chart, like this for example. 
This is the latest from uh, Katy Perry. She did a. Uh, this is a. Uh, let's see. This is California Girls. Oh no. She she did. Did she? All right here. Greetings, loved ones. Oh no. It was featuring Snoop Dogg. I should point out. Oh boy. Warm, wet and wild. There must be something in the water. Sipping gin and juice. Laying underneath the palm trees. This sounds exactly like that other, that one Kesha song. That, uh, that TikTok song. That that uh, that progression there. Wow. I want to just. I want to just jump off a building. I I want to just. That's I can't take it. I can't take it. All right. Mike at KMGX.com, the email address. It's Mike eh. at KMGX.com. Eh. Well, actually, Mike, yeah. guess what? I have a surprise. What, what's your surprise? I am declaring my own feature. <laughs> You're declaring your own feature. Yeah, that's right. I, even Mike didn't know about this. I actually uh, planned this before... We uh, started the show. Is it is it something I should be uh, I should be uh, aware of? It's something I should be da- you know prepared well, for. Well, I, I was just surprising you. Well, re- uh, when I last co-hosted, we talked about expensive tea bags, which offered a variety of jokes. Eh. And this is actually one of my favorite websites. It's called um, Most Expensive Journal. And I like this site because it features ridiculously expensive stuff. I mean, you wouldn't believe the stuff it has here. Yeah. And, um, well, since I declared my own feature, today the feature is the most expensive iPhone cases. There's there's people that, uh, I shouldn't be surprised, people that generally would use Apple would... Apple products would probably spend a lot for even a, a, car- a case for their iPhone. So, go ahead. Uh, well, I, I actually have an option here. Do you want the top ten or just number one? Sure, go, go ahead. I, I'm I'm all ears. <laughs> all right, let's see. Uh, number ten, standing in at number ten, is the Ultra Case Luxury Edition Royal Crown. Wow. Standing in at $180. Jesus. The enormous heart-shaped, uh, this is the, you know, the exact text, heart-shaped artificial crystal affixed to the back is this case-claimed host. It, uh, it features a bunch of Swarovski crystals topped with the jewel crown and lets everybody around who knows who's in charge. Uh, I'm skipping that. Uh, I'm done with that one. Oh, uh, my goodness. <laughs> Standing in at number nine, we have the, oh god, this is a long title, CGP Odd Paint Ultra Thin Limited Edition Gariz Case, standing in at $250. <laughs> uh, 
Wow, that that's almost as expensive as the uh, the cheapest iPhone. This case, uh, jointly created by Grizz Design and United SGB Corporation, is a beautifully painted and yeah, it I wouldn't for ten I'd buy a cheap uh you know a cheap uh, imitation of that for ten bucks. Very pretty. Um, it's a very sleek case and it has the Apple logo. Uh, but you better hurry. Only fifty of these were made. So and uh, how much? How much is that again? At $250, and we're only at number nine. Wow. Okay. Uh, moving right along, we have the, well, this is a, uh, Swarovski Wildcat. There's those crystals again. Standing in at $299.99. Wow. I am horrified. Yeah. Wow. Well, well, this is why this is my favorite site. It features a whole bunch of weird stuff. Uh, Featuring Swarovski crystals, obviously, arranged by hand in a leopard-spotted pattern, each of the luxury iPhone cases is completely unique, snap-on case, and protective and pleasing, but the Ultra case doesn't list the materials used to create crystal-hard case. It's perfect for the person with too much money. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, well, this one's just weird. Standing in at number seven, wow, we're only uh, the or, or Orbino Strata. With number seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you, use that when I get to the final six. That's perfect. Uh, it can be up to $100, uh, $320. Wow. It's made out of the finest Italian leather. Yeah. And it's got its own little clip for your belt and all. It's removable and made out of uh, palladium metal. And can be used to prop up against your iPhone so you can watch videos on your desk and whatnot. Wow. All right. Standing in at number six. Yeah. Use the bumper. Oh. Number six. The Glitter Ring iPhone cover, which can vary from $379 to $400. Jesus. The Glitter Ring one and two-piece iPhone case comes with a variety of design. Whether you're partial to puffy pink or golden swirl, you can get it slathered on your iPhone 3G or 3GS form of a thousand genuine Swarovski crystals. And you even, in case of damage, there's even premium ones. Wow. Swarovski. Wow. Alright, number five. That's, and how much? That's up to $420? At $379 to $399. Oh. oh, wow. Okay. All right. Number five. The iWood Plus Ryu is $554. Excuse me. Wow. Min, uh, uh, I'll just say idiots. iWood case has been upgraded at the hands of Ryu Company LTD, whatever that means. And Yurushi is clearly Japanese. The artist used a Chinese raw lacquer, clear lacquer pigment, and silver foil to turn the miniest already posh cherry eyewood cat into true works of art. Oh my god. Number four. Wow. Number four. Uh, multiple cases this time, so you got a little bit of variety. Standing in at $1,000, the SoftBank BB Samurai iPhone cases. $1,000. Oh 
I'll admit, they're very pretty, though. Uh, albeit, some of these are very Dude, pretty. for $1,000, it better give me a yeah. boner, and then, you know. How would you like to suck my balls? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it better, it better, like, take you out on a date, give you a nice dinner. It, it better do a lot for me, for $1,000. SoftBank BB is bringing the aesthetic appeal of... Yeah, there's a lot of Japanese one on this one. This is traditional Japanese lacquerware to your iPhone. There are five different cases. Once again, they're, they're all very nice, but not worth $1,000. Designed by some Japanese artist whose name I cannot pronounce. And, they're, and uh, these cases were collaborated with 350-year-old lacquerware company Zohiko, and each design comes with a different <laughs> cloth pouch. Wow. <laughs> Remember, this is a thousand dollars, and we're only up to number four. Uh, and speaking of which, we're transitioning into number three. Number three. 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 Uh, oh my God, this one isn't even nice looking. This one's just ugly. It, it looks like your typical iPhone case. Hey, right, uh, the Louis V uh, Vuitton iPhone cases Louis Vuitton. can be uh, Louis Vuitton. There you go can be up to $1,120. Oh, yeah. Women women will spend way more than that on a, like a, on a handbag, a Louis Vuitton handbag. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but at least that holds stuff. This only holds your iPhone. Yeah. Doesn't well, even look, again, it's not even an iPhone case. It's just a pouch. All right. Uh, Louis Vuitton is now offering four different flavors of iPhone cases. Manogram, Canvas, Tiger Leather, Epi Leather, and Alligator Skin. Everybody knows adding the LV logo makes it something practically priceless. We've killed the finest animals to make your iPhone case. <laughs> oh, yeah. But these prices range from $225 for the monogram canvas up to $1,120 for the alligator skin case. A bargain at twice the price. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, these costly cases commit the cardinal sin of covering the iPhone screen. Yeah, these aren't even cases. They're pouches. So, so they're, they're... Oh, my... Oh, all right. Ah, it, just transition For the billionaire two. in all of us. Number two. 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 Now, now, this one looks very nice. It's a diamond iPhone case. At least I can pronounce that. But it's at $20,000. <laughs> well, it still doesn't surpass the tea bag, which was what? Uh, uh, I forget if it was 15000 or 25000 <laughs> Whatever. Oh my god. You can see why this is my favorite site. Yeah, I, I visit this almost every wow. morning. But... Alright. Once again, number two, diamond iPhone case, $20,000. If you think buying a case worth 50 times the phone it carries makes perfect sense, then this is for you. What the hell is that? <laughs> we also have this lovely product called a straight jacket. With its 42 VVS1 diamond, which is 3.5 carats, it's the most bling for your buck. That's only $5,714 per carat. Great deal, huh? Wow. Oh, my God. Once again, $20,000 for your iPhone case. $20,000 for an iPhone case. Uh, oh, boy, but... Oh boy, you're gonna love this, Mike. 
Number one. You, you need to play that. Number one. Number one. Play that again. We we need more dramatic build up. Sure. Number one. Number one. The G and G Golden Delicious iPhone K. Yeah. Is that ah? Uh, go ahead. Play that. It's at a hundred thousand plus dollars. I'm gonna read the entire article this time. It's worth it. What is the most expensive iPhone case in the world? This extravagant oh my god. This extravagant case is the is the culmination of twelve months of development. This case features a one millimeter subshell made with 140 grams of 18 karat gold, a carbon fiber inlay, and about 120, uh, sorry, 200 diamonds. Wow. The outer frame features another 400 diamonds in the logo, which may be customized, oh boy. As a customizable luxury item, however, Prices may vary widely based on the materials needed, and wow. it, it does look damn good. It, it is made of gold, and it, it sort of looks like a British logo almost. And the tagline says, "Seduce your Apple." You could seduce a lot of things with a hundred thousand dollars. Can you imagine? I could have, I could seduce, I could seduce a lot of women with a hundred thousand dollars. Not my iPhone. Oh my god. Wow. Once again, folks, $100,000 for the case. $100,000 for the case. The iPhone is like 500 bucks, which is way too much to spend on a phone. I still maintain. I, I mean, I know I have friends that have the iPhone, but even my friends that have the iPhones aren't douchebags enough to buy a $100,000 case. Even if they had, if I had a billion dollars, I still wouldn't spend a hundred thousand on the case. Uh, there's also an honorable mention. Yeah. At $150 for the XO2 brass engraved with wood inserted. That one looks pretty decent, but still, still the number 10 was 180 and this is 150. So I mean. But still, after hearing a hundred thousand dollars, a hundred and fifty doesn't seem as impressive, does it? A hundred thousand. I mean, uh, I I don't even know what I. If I had a hundred thousand dollars, I can think of a hundred thousand uses that I could do with that money before purchasing an iPhone case. I, it, I don't it even. Better give me like a, a million orgasms or something. <laughs> I mean, my God. <laughs> oh my God. I don't even know what. I mean, can you imagine you're walking around with that thing? First of all, you'd need an armed guard to 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 accompany that. Uh, <laughs> Somebody uh, stole my iPhone case. Well, they didn't steal your iPhone. No, <laughs> my iPhone's only worth five hundred bucks. They stole the case. Oh uh, well, how much is the case? Uh, net value. Yeah, it's a it's a hundred. I'm a douche. It's a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> well, it's not even. It's a hundred thousand plus, which means you know. It could be even more than that. Oh, very likely. Because it is customizable, so I mean, you know. Wow. Exactly. That's just, that's horrible. 
Now, by the way, that's the worst buzzer sound effect in the universe. I don't know how we have that, but that's that's like the that's terrible. <laughs> As I said, I I will try to insert this feature whenever I fabulously co-host. That that's. I don't, even, I don't even have words for that. Who, how, wow. I mean, people will spend, it just goes to show. As long as that is being sold someplace, there is still way too much money being made by somebody in the world. Because it's just like, it's, the, it's what I always say. It's the old saying that I always, uh, I think my dad used to say this. Um, you know, there's, it's like there's a homeless guy standing on the corner and he has, uh, he's selling pencils for $10,000 each. And somebody comes up to him and says, $10,000? He goes, yeah, well, I only have to sell one. <laughs> and just as a bonus, there's already a $350 iPad case. Well, I, I, was, I was expecting that. I was just going to say, if there's, um, if there's those kind of expensive iPhone cases, you can imagine the iPad, which in and of itself yeah. is, is, is more expensive and than the iPhone, so you would expect that it would have a much more expensive case to go along with it, of course. It would have well, to. it's only top four. I mean, it's only been out for like a month, and it is Louis Vuitton. Yeah. I'm surprised there, that Apple didn't come out with a special edition iPad. Like, there's, there's like one in well, a, a hundred thousand of them, and it's got, you know, like Steve Jobs blew his load on it or something, and, and so it's worth, so it's worth <laughs> like yeah, a million dollars or whatever. No, you see, um, there are there there are websites that basically rehash products, and all they do with that a uh, <laughs> platinum or gold case. Because there was a PS3, I saw this on Yahoo Video Games. It yeah. had a gold case, and it was worth like five thousand some odd dollars. Yeah, in retrospect, I probably shouldn't have said that. Shall we shag now, or shall we shag later? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! As I said. <clears throat> Whenever I fabulously co-host, I will feature something ridiculously expensive. Not necessarily always the top ten, because I know my voice just rapes your ears. <laughs> I think that would actually be a good marketing idea. I mean, maybe that's maybe that's why stuff from Apple costs so much, is because Steve Jobs really puts everything into <laughs> <laughs> I, I would be surprised if more people bought it because of that well i used to say that about the um about the star wars fans i mean they'd always buy those special edition star wars like george lucas must have he must have some amazing uh control over those nerds i mean that that has to be the explanation for it you know, I mean, George Lucas is the most amazing thing ever. I mean, there must have been some some kind of disease that only nerds can get. Real nerds. I'm willing to buy the special edition Star Wars because it has 14 seconds of extra footage in it that wasn't in the original or the director's cut or the special bought, edition director's cuts. I bought the Christmas edition of Star Wars. Yes, I watched the Christmas edition of Star Wars. It was fantastic. Actually, it was called The Holiday Story. If I was ever able to have sex, I would imagine that's what it would feel like. I mean, I'm able to have sex, ladies. It's just that there's absolutely no way that a woman would ever want to be with me. Uh, actually, no. It, it's so rare because George Lucas has never featured it on TV. He's ashamed of it, really. 
George George Lucas is a god. He, him, and Gary Gaga. If I had a Mount Rushmore, I would put George Lucas, Steven Spielberg, Gary Gygax, and Steve Jobs on it. Uh, don't forget um, uh, James Cameron. No. James Cameron, no. I'm sorry, but James Cameron doesn't hold a candle to George to George Lucas. I mean, Avatar was amazing, and I and I, I nerd creamed everywhere. But I have <laughs> hey, to nerd. tell you, I have to tell hey, you nerd, that. How about you nerd cream to your Star Wars porn and get laid? If there were Star Wars anime, it would be wicked awesome. I won't argue with that. <laughs> Anyway, Mike at KMGX.com is the email and PayPal address. It's Mike at KMGX.com. Michael Groff Show, AOL Instant Messenger. It's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-R-O-F-F Show, AOL Instant Messenger. EFNet IRC, the channel net radio. You can always check us out at MichaelGroff.com. MichaelGroff.com for all of our other Michael Groff contact One info needs. I must reinforce, if you donate $20, I will doodle for you. Yes, uh... Y- I, I'm not making that guarantee. He is okay. So, you know, if you want him to draw something for you, and I'm yeah. sure he'll draw you like anime porn if you'd like. I don't. Know. <laughs> I, don't I know. am a damn good artist, though. Well, he, so, yes. So, take Mike's word on it. Yeah, he 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 is a he is a good artist. I. Anybody that can draw. Magazine. Oh yeah. I, I can draw as well. My drawings that nobody else will ever see. I I drew a picture of George Lucas with me in bed next to him. All right, we'll uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Another edition of Michael Graff in Exile. Thanks to James for joining us. And uh, I'm wonderful. Yes. <laughs> How are you? There you go. Ah.